Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knabenikoll from Police Science Doctor with Police Science Snippets number 78, which means that for 78 weeks I've been bringing you three bits of information extracted from research findings from the scientific community in the fields of criminology, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, policing research that I hope are somehow relevant to you because they are not very hypothetical, they're not very theoretical, they're not very abstract, they're hopefully something you can use or start thinking about straight away. So if you are on the police science doctor email list, which is free, then you will get these emails to you every Tuesday and you will actually link, get the link to the original research as well. Um, if you're not already on the list, you can join for free anytime. Just Google Police Science, go to the Police Science Doctor website and enter your details into the registration form that pops up on my website. But then I also come and speak about them live here on, um, on social media. So to put these a little bit into context and discuss what these snippets might mean for you. The first of three snippets for this week is about burnout and empathy. And it says, increased burnout in people working in correctional or community settings and with sex offenders decreases the ability for empathy. This is obviously highly relevant for anyone working in the police, in social care, you know, with sex offenders in institutions or in the community. Because if you can't deal, if you can't show and develop empathy, you should not be working with people really. And also they, the study found that working in correctional settings, so this is, you know, for example, in a prison setting, may be more likely to result in burnout. So this is something that needs to be avoided. So again, the link to the original research um, has been emailed to you if you're on the list. The second snippet for this week is about the use of digital devices in police training. So this was a study done um, in the Bavarian Force Police Force in Germany. The new generation of police officers prefer to be taught via digital devices and digital teaching material. Use of digital devices during training helps prepare student officers for their use in operational settings. So that's Obviously, if you're using these devices during training, it prepares you well for actually using them in operational settings. The use of interactive whiteboards can help develop learning interest and in student police officers. Learning interest is obviously highly important because if you can create and awaken that in your student police officers, they'll be a lot more able to absorb what you're trying to teach them. So I thought that, I thought that was quite interesting because I don't think there's that much research out there on how police learn best. But obviously, the, the latest generation, they prefer digital devices and interactivity and, you know, a lot of different stimuli rather than the traditional sitting in a classroom context. And the third snippet for this week, pedophilia and serial murder. Sounding very dramatic here. Pedophiles select the victims in part, just as serial murderers do, using three criteria. One, ease of access. Two, vulnerability of the victim. And three, desirability of the victim. Furthermore, online pedophile manuals, yes, there are actually manuals that pedophiles create, write and share amongst each other. Um, they minimize guilt and blame by normalizing child sexual abuse, stating that it is natural or even beneficial for the child to experience sexual activity with an adult. Rubbish, of course. Um, the technical term is cognitive distortion. Um, pardon my colloquialism there. Um, this is quite common in sex offenders and obviously in child sex offenders as well, these cognitive distortions. They, they try to shape how they see reality 
to allow them to continue their abuse by minimizing the responsibility they have, minimizing guilt. They actually try to, and successfully often, try to make the victim feel in part responsible for what is happening. They convince themselves and the victim that the sexual abuse may actually be either benign or neutral or even beneficial for the child. Okay, so these are called cognitive distortions. Um, and they state it's natural, even beneficial for the child to experience sexual activity with an adult. I don't know if I already said that. And this can start out as excuses and turn into justifications and for the pedophile's behavior. And they often feel un unfairly treated by society. So personally, I don't want to blame pedophiles just for having pedophilic thoughts or tendencies. I think that is partially beyond their control. However, acting on those, it's what's the real problem. I think we should have a space where pedophiles who've got these kind of tendencies and desires, I think there should be somewhere where they could go to to get some support and help and make sure that they they can prevent themselves from offending. I don't think we have created a safe space for them to come forward and do this, which is why they're all going underground. And whom are they mingling with? Other pedophiles. Are they advising them to stay away from children? No, they're sending them a manual and some photographs and some videos of how to do it. So it's acting on these urges. That is the problem. So these were the three science snippets for today. I hope that you found them useful. And if you want to have the original research links, very easy and free, you can get those. You can get those. Just uh, become a subscriber to the Police Science Doctor email list. I send out these snippets every week. And if there's an, another announcement about an event or a training opportunity that I think is of value to you, I send that out as well. Obviously, you can unsubscribe at any time. Just Google Police Science go to the Police Science Doctor um, website and leave your details in the registration form that pops up there. And then you can you will receive those, um, the next snippet, but also you'll get a password to the read page on the Police Science Doctor website. And the read page has the transcripts of all the videos that are on there. So you can download those as a PDF and you can download all the previous 77 Police Science snippets as PDFs as well. So you can build yourself up a library, you can go to the research and have a look, see which ones are relevant to you and go to the original source. Okay, so I hope this is useful to you and um, I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.